happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope you're starting to get through the week well with the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Nate Dickinson, and you're listening in to the Locked On Golden Gophers Podcast. As always, we got a good one lined up for you today. Everything you need to know about the Gophers every single weekday here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Coming up on today's show, is this the end for Richard Pitino? We have some reporting from the Star Tribune's Marcus Fuller, who does an outstanding job covering this team, suggesting that Pitino may be out. I'll give you more of the details and kind of go over what this would be. Richard Pitino's tenure at Minnesota, what legacy would he leave if this is, in fact, the last couple of games that he'll have as the head coach of the squad? That's coming up later on. Also later on the show... I want to get into both of the football commitments that Minnesota got over the last week. A couple of local guys, a wide receiver out of Alexandria, and then a quarterback out of South Dakota. We're going to break down a little bit more of what I saw when I went through their tape to end the show here on a Tuesday on Locked On Golden Gophers. But first, let's get you everything you need to know about what's going on with the Gophers right now. As we mentioned, Marcus Fuller had some big news coming out of Minnesota's locker room after a loss on Saturday for the Gophers. Richard Pitino apparently explained to his team or told his team about what might happen if his time is coming to an end here with Minnesota. Uh, A couple of those things that were mentioned in Fuller's article we'll talk about later on in the show, but it does kind of imply that what Pitino had to say after the Gophers' latest loss was kind of a start of a goodbye. We'll talk more about that later on in the program. Also, some news around Minnesota in volleyball. Regan Pittman and Stephanie Samidi are both up for the Senior Class Award. It's given to a senior in college athletics every year who exemplifies community, classroom, character, and competition. The four aspects of the Class Award. Again, Regan Pittman and Stephanie Samidi. Of course, both seniors, both nominated for the Senior Class Award. Also, Shane Wiskus took home some hardware. Co-Big Ten Gymnast of the Week last week. He's off to, of course, another outstanding season as he hopes to prepare to get himself toward an Olympic appearance, maybe even this summer. But he's working with the Gophers right now and doing a good job with them. Only one score to report from yesterday. Men's soccer had a big win on the road in East Lansing at Michigan State, 1-0 the final score. Only one event to tell you about today. It's kicking off a week-long event. The Big Ten Men's Swimming and Diving Championships start this afternoon. Of course, just as we did last week with the women, we'll keep you updated on everything that you need to know going on over there with the men. Well, we'll get into what might be happening nearing the end of Richard Pitino's coaching tenure with the Minnesota Gophers as we start off our program here on Locked On Golden Gophers. But before we get into all that, we do have to say goodbye to our Lenardi updates for the year. We got a few of them in, but... Minnesota is now all the way off the bubble graphic, not in the last four in, first four out, or even the next four out, at least for now. Minnesota can pick up a couple of wins at the end of the season and maybe creep on to at least the bubble picture by the Big Ten tournament, but it's going to be at least a few Big Ten wins before Minnesota gets itself anywhere near that field of 68, as an at-large bit, at least. Of course, who knows, maybe crazy things will happen at the Big Ten tournament. But we say goodbye to our Lenardi updates today, and of course, we said goodbye yesterday to Minnesota's NCAA tournament hopes. It's going to be a tough one of an offseason to go through for Minnesota, especially since you had the highs of this season where Minnesota was looking like a top four seed. 
like the Gophers could end up in those reveals that the NCAA has where it releases the top 16 teams in the tournament a little bit early or where they have them right now. That seems like so long ago. But now we can officially put it all to rest. And as we did yesterday, so did Joe Lenardi. Minnesota not pictured on the bubble graphic. And I would imagine won't be in the picture the rest of the way. Well, if you want to be in the picture this winter as far as getting places that you need to go, rockauto.com can help you out with any sort of needs that you may have for your car, truck, RV. I don't know how you get around places, but you do. And Rock Auto can help you out with any parts that you may need to get any sort of job done. Now, if you ever had needed a part before, you may have gone to a part shop, you may have gone to a dealership, but maybe they don't have what you need. And maybe if they do, it was pretty hard to find. So they're going to upcharge you pretty big for it. You get rid of that middleman over at Rock Auto. They have exactly what you need, and they'll make sure, if you're not an expert on everything, that you have exactly the right part, and they'll be able to do it without that big upcharge. They're getting things straight from the guys that make them. Go over to rockauto.com and get your parts cheaper, easier, and without having to get up off the couch. Again, that's rockauto.com, and if you do end up using them, right in Locked On in their little How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Nate Dickinson here. You're listening in to Locked On Golden Gophers. We're covering everything you need to know about the Gophers, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I've actually started listening since I've been talking about it so much on the show. It's really good. It gives you everything you need to know again, real fast-paced, and the biggest stories he's able to go a little bit more in-depth on and get you some more deep analysis that you may not be able to find everywhere else in such a, a quick fashion. He does a really good job, Pete, over there at Locked On today. Go over and give him a try, at the very least. Well, the Minnesota Gophers gave Richard Pitino a try, and it looks like that try may be done, at least some point soon. Marcus Fuller of the Star Tribune out of Minneapolis reporting that after the game on Saturday, Pitino had a pretty heartfelt conversation with his team about everything that's going on with him, and Apparently, it seems, according to sources who talked to Marcus, like it had an air of Patino saying goodbye, or at least starting to say goodbye. He did talk about it in the post-game press conference as well, Patino did. He said, quote, I just told them, enjoy the process. Enjoy being in college. It's a weird college experience, obviously, but embrace it. Love it. Love the time you have with your teammates. Love playing basketball. That doesn't sound like a quote from someone who's going to see you tomorrow. It sounds like a quote from somebody who's trying to leave some parting wisdom on a group of young kids who give credit to Richard Pitino, he no doubt deeply cares about. That's something that he's worn on his sleeve his entire time at Minnesota is that he obviously cares about these kids and he has not hesitated to display all of that and shown it, not just told it too. But that's beside what I'm trying to get to here. The point is that Patino's talking about this being it. 
And I think a whole lot of Minnesota fans now are kind of trying to accept that this is it, or I shouldn't say not trying to accept. They've well past accepted that this is it for Patino, but I think they're trying to accept that this all happened so fast, you know? Because it was just a few weeks ago that we thought, again, like we talked about in the last segment, that Minnesota could be a top four seed. But it kind of all fell apart. So if this is the end for Richard Pitino, at least as the coach of the Minnesota Gophers, I do want to give you at least my thoughts on him as a whole, at least in the few years that I was able to be a part of covering the team. Because I have not been here covering this squad for all of his time. It was only the past like three years about. I think Richard Pitino is a good coach. He has shown that he can get a team with talent and with potential to be able to play up to that potential. And Minnesota fans will attest to that, I believe. Because there's no doubt that there have been games, there have been stretches of games throughout the long time that Pitino has been here now where these Gophers looked like a team that could compete with anyone in the Big Ten and, in turn, anyone in the country. We saw stretches of it while Patino was here, but never with enough consistency to satisfy the fan base, the athletic department now, and I would venture to guess himself as well. He never did it when it mattered most. Think about all the great hot streaks that Minnesota has gone on. This year, obviously, we can reel off the Iowa-Ohio State and then Michigan wins and repeat it over and over and over again until the NCAA Tournament Committee is tired of hearing it, which they're getting close to now. But before that, it was the same kind of deal. There was a hot streak middle of the season. Team fell apart last year. Would not have made that NCAA Tournament if there had been one. If the Gophers do make the Tournament... As we've talked about plenty on this show before, Minnesota is not a team that anyone thinks of being past a first weekend team. Even though, again, we've seen stretches of Minnesota being that good. That's part of the Patino problem. It's up and then it's down for him. Not just throughout stretches of the season, but even season two season as well. He built up a team that had eight wins a year before to 24 in the middle of his coaching tenure. Then he'll coach another 20-win team, and then the next season be floating around 500. So, while I believe Patino can do it, and I believe he will do it at some point, there's too much knowledge there for him to not be able to at least be able to put some of it together. It's becoming quite obvious that things are starting to stall out here with these Gophers. And that's really the worst part of having to get rid of Richard Pitino if you're a Gopher fan. Is that you can see what he can be. But it just hasn't happened yet. I see a good coach in Richard Pitino. I see a guy that when I'm watching him out there, at times it seems like he gets it. He knows how to not only beat another team, but work with his own team in a way that everyone seems to be getting the flow. But this team has had enough talent to get more than one NCAA tournament win in his tenure. There's no doubt about that. And he has not lived to that expectation. Minnesota puts together exciting regular seasons and games at the barn that are fun to watch, but never anything more. 
Patino's fault at Minnesota was never not building a team that could win. It was not building a team that could win when it mattered. There have been plenty of opportunities for this Gopher squad to, in the last two seasons in particular, but really throughout his time, get some wins that really could have supplanted Minnesota in the NCAA tournament firmly instead of working on this bubble all the time. But instead, Richard Pitino, and again, especially these last couple of years, where going into the month of February, Minnesota just had to do its job to get into the tournament, not even beat anyone it wasn't supposed to beat or pull off any big upsets. If Minnesota had just won the games it was supposed to win each of these last two years, it would have been a tournament team if there had been a tournament last year and then hopefully, again, still fingers crossed, pandemic, that there's going to be a tournament this year too. Neither of those teams are going to make that tournament. And that's the point where it gets unacceptable to keep them around. What's next for him? I'd imagine there's another head coaching job for him somewhere if he wants it. Maybe he goes that route. Maybe he tries to start as an assistant somewhere and waits for a job that he really enjoys. Uh, He's obviously not done coaching. Maybe he goes and coaches under his dad at Iona. I don't know. But if he is out of the picture for a little bit in college basketball, he's going to be back. There's no doubt about that. He's had success. He's had teams that were good enough, again, to make an NCAA tournament run. He's shown that he can build that kind of a base. He's had players go to the NBA. He's had what a school wants with his name and what kind of buzz that would bring around hiring him. His success and, again, the kind of home success that a front office and athletic department really want to see. Richard Pitino checks off all the boxes as far as what a new team looking for a new coach might want when trying to rebuild a program. The question is that once it's rebuilt, Richard Pitino hasn't shown the ability to take that next step into becoming a Sweet 16, Final Four kind of talented team. Who knows, maybe the next spot finds that for Pitino, but it appears that it hasn't worked with the Gophers, and it appears that, again, according to some really good reporting from the Star Tribune and Marcus Fuller, that he's not going to have another chance to prove to the Minnesota faithful that he can be the guy. We'll take another break right here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. After we come back, we're going to get a little bit into Minnesota recruits. Now, these are class of 2022 recruits, which is kind of odd to go that far into the future. But I did want to break down the two latest commitments to the Minnesota football team and talk about the couple of local guys who will be with the Gophers soon. That's coming up right after this here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Now that we've given you all the information that you need to go ahead and make some money betting on games, how about you go over and do that at Bet Online? It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online covers everything from sports to also TV shows and award shows, real-time updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You use the promo code LOCKEDON, they'll give you some free money. Again, that's locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Golden Gophers. Everything you need to know about Minnesota every single weekday. Give us a follow on Twitter at LO Golden Gophers. Keep you up to date on everything that happens in between shows there. And also you can follow me too on Twitter if you like. I tweet out things that, I don't know, they amuse me at least. At Nate with Sports is my personal Twitter handle there. There's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Big Ten Ben Stevens. We had him on last week with the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Whether it's football, basketball, baseball, if it's happening in the Big Ten, Ben you covered with an in-depth look at the conference every Monday through Friday, just like we do with the Gophers here. Subscribe to Locked On Big Ten wherever you get your podcasts. I wanted to wrap up the show today on a Tuesday on Locked On Golden Gophers, breaking down a couple of the newest commits for Minnesota football. Now, the class of 2021 has already all signed, so the players we're talking about now are going to be graduating not this spring, but a year from now, which means that it's a good year and a half before anyone sees them in a Minnesota uniform, which makes it feel like it's kind of irrelevant talking about these guys, but I don't know. If you're into recruiting, you know that nothing's ever irrelevant when it comes to the future of the Gophers. So we'll break down the two latest commits that were making some noise online last week just because they signed on to join the Gophers. We got Kristen Hawkins, a Minnesota guy, and then Jacob Knuth right next door over in South Dakota. Wanted to start with Hoskins, the guy who's going to be catching the passes. As we mentioned, Minnesota player out of Alexandria. A three-star wide receiver had himself an Iowa State offer as well, but as far as Power 5 offers goes, that's it. He's only 5'9". He's only 160 pounds too, which means he's going to have to pick up a little size. There's obviously plenty of time for that. We already mentioned this kid's not going to be playing for Minnesota for close to two years. But there still needs to be some added muscle there, and honestly, I believe this kid's going to be able to do it because... At 160 pounds, he just looks strong. It has to be a all-muscle as I get into just what I saw off the tape from him. Kristen Hoskins is fast. He's just fast all around, and over at Alexandria, where he's used, the coaching staff really just takes that weapon and lets it do whatever it has to. The highlight tape is filled with just all sorts of like quick slant routes or crossing things, uh, end arounds where they'll just pitch it up to Hoskins and say to the defense, I hope you find somebody fast enough to catch him. Because that's all that Hoskins does. He's a quick guy, and I, I, I shouldn't say that's all he does as a downplay. I didn't mean that for that to seem like he's one-dimensional. But the guy just gets off the line quick. There were a number of times where I'd watch like 10-yard slants where he's catching the ball crossing in front of the field and He's already like four yards past his defender when he's caught the ball. Something where it's like, how do you get that much separation on a guy that quick? Obviously, it'll be different when you're facing off against D1 DBs. But just the speed off this guy is what catches your attention and keeps your attention right away. His high school coach, as I said, can and does use him as just the faster than everyone guy. The guy where we're going to set up a play that... Yeah, maybe it's a nice little play to run, and it works if everyone does their job, but if everyone doesn't do their job, Kristen might just run past everybody too, and that'll work as well. It's that kind of a situation for him, the way things are set up at the school right now, and he's earned it because he's that good. Uh, As far as his ability to actually catch the football, 
it's hard to get a look at his hands in the highlight tapes I saw because, again, there's just so many times where he gets so much separation where it's just an easy catch. I didn't really see anything where he was going up for a ball and, like, beat a guy 50-50. There were a couple of times where he showed he can hold on to a ball, made a catch, and then took a big hit real quick after. So he has that ability, so 5'9 isn't really a scrawny 5'9, nor did anyone think it was. Only other note I had was that he's not afraid of contact, which is good. He'd run over a guy, but it's obvious that he's much more dangerous trying to run around corners than over people. So, if he can do both, great, but it's obvious that the speed is what Minnesota wants him for. Maybe he ends up being a slot receiver. Maybe there's too much at receiver and they try to turn him over to a defensive back. I don't know, but there's no doubt from the first 30 seconds, the first two or three plays in the highlight reels that you see from him, you're just like, oh, this guy's just fast. The The name that came to mind when I was watching it was Josh Cribbs. Just a little guy who made himself an outstanding NFL career by being quick. Just a little hamster that can run around everybody and in some cases barrel over a guy if he's not ready for it. But Hoskins is that kind of guy. And I, I love it. But there's obviously the things he needs to do to get better and be ready when he gets here. Pick up some size, that'd be great. If he could grow an inch or two, awesome. Five nine's not the best, but when you're a wide receiver, it's not the worst. Moving on to the guy who'll be throwing the ball. Jacob Knuth out of Harrisburg, South Dakota. A three-star pro-style quarterback who we mentioned last week. He had offers from Iowa and Kansas State as far as Power 5 offers go. Also Air Force and Army too. And the biggest note I had on him, if speed was the note for Hoskins, it's size for Jacob Canute. This is prototypical pro-style quarterback in the flesh. Six foot four, 200 pounds. And when he drops back, I wrote this down and then I kind of looked at it and was like, I don't really know what this means, but he looks like a pro passer when he drops back. He just looks it. Obviously, that I'm not saying anything about what he can do, but when he just takes that snap and it's three steps or five steps and set, he stands tall. He can see over the line easy. It's a pretty sight. You understand, and people make fun of the guys who just fall in love with tall quarterbacks or think that quarterbacks being an inch or two taller makes them so much better. And I agree with them. But at the same time, when you see that tall quarterback standing tall in the pocket, it just looks good. It looks like a guy who knows what he's doing and has command of the situation. It's fool's gold, I know, but it's just nice to look at. The arm seems to be there. Um, he's got the ability to throw it deep. I'd say, from what I was able to see from highlights watching the kid, the Specialty seems to be that kind of arcing breadbasket pass where he just drops it right into the receiver's hands. He's got accuracy, but again, I'm watching highlight tapes, so I'm watching the best of the best. So I try not to take too much of that away from watching only a couple of highlights. He's someone who can develop into a really good quarterback. I mean, when you're recruiting quarterbacks, there's the top of the top and then everybody else. If you got one of the everybody else guys... Maybe he turns into someone who can be really productive like a Tanner Morgan. Maybe he doesn't. You're looking for someone you like, and P.J. Fleck seems to like this guy. I trust him. That's just my kind of quick look at the two guys who committed over the last week for Minnesota because they made some noise. We're talking to each other on Twitter as well as well as just getting some general hype around the fan base. Wanted to look at some tapes and get a little bit deeper into what they're all about. 
Well, we'll be back, of course, as always, every weekday tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Golden Gophers. I'm Nate Dickinson. Again, follow us on Twitter at LO Golden Gophers to stay up to date on everything that happens between shows. And follow me on Twitter, too, my personal account at Nate with Sports. We're back again tomorrow with more Locked On Golden Gophers. Until then, row the boat, Skyuma, go Gophers. I'm Nate Dickinson with Locked On.